0: is Smart Girls in the YA Stacks. I'm Michelle. And I'm Paige. And this week we read A Study in Charlotte by Brittany Cavallaro. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if you couldn't tell from the title, it is a update reimagining. It's a reimagining. Never said a Well, a reimagining of Sherlock Holmes. Cause it's it's s- not updated because it's in a different yeah. universe. It's not a different universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is in a universe where Sherlock Holmes are real people. And so is Moriarty. What do you mean they're real people? They're as real in this book as they were in the original stories. I.e. their characters. Yeah, but like in this world they're real. (laughs) What? What? They're real. Like if this... (laughs) I don't know why you're confused. I don't know These are like the descendants of the characters because the characters are real people. Yeah, the characters are real people on the original stories too. In the sense that they're real people in the story, but they're characters in the real world. I know, but in the, it's not like these people are like imagining themselves. I don't know why you're confused. I don't. Uh, um. Yeah, like, well, okay. So obviously, I know this book is fiction. <laughs> that's it's a good start. point. But like, if this book were, come like, the <laughs> Sherlock. <laughs> And Watson are real people in this book. They're not, like, they're not based... Like, the stories also exist in the book universe, but it's not, like, just the stories exist. Like, the people themselves are real people in this fictional world. Okay. I feel like my clarifying made it more confusing. Well, I understand... Okay, I think Michelle's point is that in this fictional universe, the original stories also exist. And are, But the people are descendants of Sherlock Holmes and James right, the stories of the stories. And the stories are real in yes. this world. Where in our world, they're not real stories. Right. Well, when you say in this book the characters are real, <laughs> like they're not supposed to be real in the original <laughs> stories. It's a little bit... Okay, I think, you thing. I think our readers are our listeners, but none of them are readers. I have a cold, so <laughs> I can't make. Michelle's high. I'm coughing right now. <laughs> I don't Actually, I do not she's taking it. anything. Um, okay, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so, a study in Charlotte. Obviously an allusion to a study in Scarlet. Um, obviously. Creative. I totally didn't get that. I haven't read any Sherlock Holmes stories because... I have read a few because we had to and three language arts. We read, and lucky for me, I read the stories that they reference in the book. So I've read The Speckled Band, and I've read uh, The Story or whatever the Blue Carbuncle. I've actually never really been interested in the Sherlock Holmes stories themselves, like the Sir Arthur Conan Doyle ones. and right. I like, only read the ones that were assigned to me in seventh grade language arts. So that has been like so we're a big while. fans. Is what we're trying to say, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I really like the Sherlock, the BBC series. <laughs> so Paige liked the series like before everyone else did. Yeah, she was, like definitely an OG. Like back in 2011, <laughs> she was watching this. And she was like, "Michelle, you're gonna love this." And so prom night, we I think that was mostly because <laughs> I wanted her to, not because I had a lot of like rational basis for believing Michelle would love. Right? It. Well, I, we like Paige and I have similar tastes in a lot of things. Sometimes, maybe yeah, in some things, yeah. <laughs> um But anyway, so I so she decides to show it to me on prom night, which Paige and I didn't, which go, we to prom. didn't go to prom. A we went to like dinner with the prom group, and then we went to build the bear and Bears, and then we went to Seven Eleven, 11 then we played Scrabble. It was, like, way better. Way better. Highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so but by the time we got back to her house, it was probably, like, 11, and I think I had been sick all week. Also, in high school, I had a habit of falling asleep about 7 p.m. on Friday, because I got, like, two hours of sleep the rest of the week. <laughs> um, so I slept through the episode that Paige tried to show me, um, and have never watched it. <laughs> the episodes are too long. <laughs> They're, like, an hour and a half, I think, yeah. Or it's, two. like, movie length. Um, I yeah, tried the PBT series. Yeah, so I've watched the first one probably like three times. So <laughs> still, still haven't gotten it. Surprise <laughs> every time. Mm. <laughs> well, I never pay enough attention, and then like it's a show where you do have to pay attention, and then all of a sudden I'll suddenly be like, Why don't I know that? Because my mom really likes it too, and so mm. I've like watched it with my mom, and I'll be like asking her questions, and then she gets annoyed because that's always annoying. But anyway, <laughs> so but I've seen the Robert Downey Jr. movies. <laughs> I seen those too, but they don't hold a candle to the BBC. Um, Anyway, yeah. So I watched it when it was still a masterpiece theater because that's what I did in high school. I watched masterpiece theater. This is the coolest. Yeah. (laughs) Also, yeah, I was watching *Downton Abbey* way before it got popular. Again. She's a hipster. This is my a PBS hipster. (laughs) The best kind. Um, I was watching *Gossip Girl*, so (laughs) the opposite of hipster. (laughs) I didn't even start until like season four, so. Oh, this show is still on. <laughs> I guess it's popular. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, so that's this book. Um, so. <laughs> I'm looking at Michelle's notes. <laughs> and she spelled Charlotte. As... <laughs> Charlotte. <laughs> I didn't spell it right really at no wait well i realized i added an extra L, and then to compensate i just took a vowel off the end <laughs> <laughs> you got the book right in front of you like. <laughs> i was copying off the cover <laughs> can i spell the last name right i spelled caballaro right um yep okay good try um all right yep so this book has it's new for yeah, once, we're not reading a book that was actually like, published the Well, by the time we put this podcast out. I mean, yeah, it'll be like two years later. We're right? <laughs> um, so hoping to put this up before we turn 25. Yeah, so this before is. Before I turn 25. <laughs> Somebody. Um, <laughs> this is podcast number eight for us. So if you're wondering why we always give our email address and then we never address any emails we've sent, it's because we actually haven't published anything yet. We're waiting to publish 10 and group. I thought it was eight. No, oh, Michelle. We've had we've also had this exact same discussion where you're like I thought it was 8. I'm like no, it's 10. <laughs> and then I thought it was 12 and then Anyway, yeah, so soon. We're getting real close. We're excited. And we have another book that we've read. Mhm. We're like almost there. <laughs> So soon you'll be hearing this, and then you will not care about this. Yeah, this is not relevant to you. whatsoever. Do you want to talk about Um, the book? I do want to talk about the book. Okay, so this one is actually oh my goodness, (laughs) that's Michelle's dog again. Um, this one is new and has been quite popular based on the amount of times I've seen it, like on Amazon and stuff, um, yeah, in the library and all that stuff. And okay, so it's a retelling of Sherlock Holmes stories. (laughs) Michelle's dog still running around. Um, He loves (laughs) spring. Um, and this story, Sherlock Holmes, is Charlotte Holmes, a girl. Yay. We also, okay, we were a little bit confused when we read this book because, in fact, it's told by a male protagonist, which I and Michelle and I both thought that both of the characters were yeah. female. Because Jamie Watson. And I, Jamie's a girl's name. Except it's Wait. for James in this case. Yeah. I mean, I've known boy Jamies, not as many as girl Jamies I've known. Um, but, yeah, I was a little disappointed. I was expecting it. I don't think I even had read the Inside cover when I started. I skimmed real fast, um, and that's why I probably didn't pick up on anything I was supposed to. But, yeah, Charlotte's in the title, so I was like, oh. Yeah, I girl? just assumed, I assumed they were, like, at an all-girls boarding school. Right. And that they were both. So I was I was very confused when I started reading, and I was like, hey, wait. I was a little disappointed. <laughs> this is not a girl. Yeah, I wanted it to be about two female characters, but ultimately I did like it. Yeah, no, I grew on me. I was okay with it. I wasn't... But I did want, like, a BFF dynamic duo of female friendship right? A bit. And we didn't get that. Um, yeah. And we did get some romance, which I actually didn't like mm. conceptually. I was okay with the way it was handled in the book. Mm-hmm. But conceptually, I was a little bit annoyed that there was a romance between her, like, our Sherlock and our Watson. Um, but I think it was okay. They, it was handled fairly tastefully throughout the book. It wasn't a, a yeah. grievously done. Yeah. So, um Okay. So that's what we thought we knew going in, and then we're quickly dismissed to that notion. Yeah, so I really wanted to read this book, especially because James plays rugby, and I play rugby, and in Michelle's notes, it says, damn, Paige is totally going to spend 80% of this podcast talking about rugby, which is not true. I'm only going to spend, like, a minute. <laughs> a good time, but yeah. I thought Jamie was a girl, so I still thought this girl character played rugby, and then I was, like, even more disappointed. It's some guy playing rugby. He also even doesn't, he doesn't like it. He just, like... He like doesn't dislike it. He just also he doesn't get to play for most of the book. He like gets suspended <laughs> from playing rugby on like <clears throat> page like twenty. Um, yeah. No, maybe it's later. I don't know. Early mm-hmm. uh, before page fifty. Um, and It is a three hundred page book, and he doesn't get to play again until like the very end. And then he plays for one practice and gets a concussion. So like, there's not very much rugby. Yeah, there's like no rugby matches. They like they're like two practices we get to like. <clears throat> yeah. season audience. But he's supposedly at this sporting school on a rugby scholarship. Mm-hmm. So in the which beginning... You find you- out, it's a, a bit right. of a ruse. He's not that good. He's fine. But. I think he's kind of like, he's pretty good at it, but like sort of against his will. Like he doesn't really enjoy it. He doesn't like anyone on his team. He thinks like pretty badly of all like the male ruggers and he thinks they're all like violent blockheads, which I mean, it's potentially... True. We see his teammates are like not the best people, so like he's probably right. He's probably an accurate portrayal. Um, He's also coming from London, so we have a lot of like angst about being forced to because his boarding school is in Connecticut, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of angst. Both him and Charlotte are from London. So mm-hmm. um, Jamie was born school. in right. he lived in Connecticut six. until he was 12, 10, 7, 11. 10. I don't know. Between 7 and 12. <laughs> Um, no, I'm pretty sure 12 was too old. 7 or 11. I don't know. I thought it was like 10 or 11. Whatever. The point is, he lived there, but then he spent these formative years in London, and that's really what he identifies with. His parents were English as well. Um, mm. So he doesn't want to go back to Connecticut. Also, because they i was like so his- long thinking about that. So even if it was like when he was 7, now he's back there, and he's supposed to be like a freshman in high school, right? No. No. Like a he's junior? something.
1: I, I guess they can drive, him. right?
0: He can drive, so he must be sixteen. So he must be like a junior, probably. Yeah, he got kicked out of his school in England for fighting. So, because he has this like weird, we don't like we he has some anger issues. It. We only touch on it once. He like has crazy oh, heck, a couple times, but like not. It's not like so a, he like punches a kid once because yeah. he's really like a like an asshole. So he punches them. <laughs> it was like pretty justified. Yeah, but um. And then he talks about how, like, he gets really mad and, like, has to punch things. Mm-hmm. And we, like, really don't see that. He doesn't punch anyone else, which was, like, a right. little bit he disappointing. He, like, keeps it in control, but... Because he's a narrator, we see he his perspectives. Yeah, no people. Yeah, he takes it out on a wall, destroys his dorm room. That um, he does have these anger issues and no. these fighting issues, though he doesn't usually. He's only got into one fight in the book. Yeah, because I think we're also kind of, and that's one of the reasons he does rugby is to kind of like channel that anger, which doesn't work. Okay. Um, so I think with his relationship that he forms with Charlotte and this like mystery solving that they start doing, some of that energy is channeled into that. And yeah. so he's, less, he's in a better place because he's like using all that like energy that he wait. hasn't kind in the fight. <laughs> he's real busy. Um, yeah. So they go to a boarding school in Connecticut because they've both been sent away in disgrace for various reasons. They compare Connecticut to a manicured jail, which I thought was hilarious because I went to the college in Massachusetts and like was right in like western Mass, so right above Connecticut. Um, so I actually like flew in and out of Hartford Airport, not Boston's, and it's true, like. I was happy to move away from New England. Like there's yeah, the sky is very close there and there's a ton of trees and it rains all the time. It's very confining. <laughs> <laughs> this is not something you understand. If you're like from there, you're like, what the heck? Um but you're from like, Colorado. The sky If is- you're from like the Midwest or the West, like like all those trees, like holy god, there's so many trees. And like I like trees, or I thought I liked trees until I moved there and I was like, There's too many. It's too many interesting. and they're too close plus the sky is really close too and it's just like it's like living in a like a snow globe that sounds fun i've never lived in <laughs> England for any length of time um so i've actually never been to new england so i don't yeah. know anything about it <laughs> lots of trees lots of trees all yeah. i know is from the gilmore girls so mm-hmm. i mean it's very like picturesque and quaint but it can also be very stifling if you're used to like open space. I should, I feel like you both of those are represented in the Gilmore Girls. So. Okay, I've never seen Gilmore. Girls. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm watching it on Netflix now because uh-huh. I didn't watch it when it was on, because I was busy. Yeah. So now I'm watching it again. Really behind on the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're getting caught up, obviously. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. So they go to the sporting school in Connecticut. This is another. Another, like, boarding school with some seriously questionable chaperones. Um, because they have, well, Charlotte and her roommate, Lena. I think that name is supposed to be pronounced Lena. I've always liked to pronounce it Lena, which I assume, because I was first exposed to it in a novel about, like, a Russian girl, a children's novel. Yeah. And I just felt like Lena was the Russian way to say it. I know a girl named Lena who went to school with me, and she spelled it L-E-N-A, and it was Lena. I know a girl named Lena, but she spelled it with an I. Yeah, that makes more sense. I want to say Atlanta, and so I will continue. Like this is what I want to say. At my There's no baby. reason that A would be a long A. It's an E. I mean E. I meant E. That's I agree with Michelle. Not that I know anything about phonics because, but because this is what I want to believe. Yeah, I didn't learn phonics. I didn't either. I just learned words by sight, which is why it took me longer to read. But then I was really good at it, so whatever. Yeah, you never learned phonics. They um, <laughs> tried to teach you phonics in kindergarten, and I was like, mm. Well, that's how they teach it. They teach it in kindergarten, but I flexed. Oh, for reading, and so then I never got it, and oh. all I got I was, was like, the alphabet part. Right? I was I a moron knew the in kindergarten, I couldn't read until I was, like, almost done with the year, but then once I started reading, by the time I was in second grade, I was reading at, like, a sixth grade reading level, Right, so you we were just on, like, a fast track, and it was not phonics, I just, like, memorized words. Yeah, I mean, between, like, three to, like, seven is, like, the natural age for reading to start, so if it starts a year later, like, people freak out, but, like, yeah. It's okay. Some kids I aren't read ready to so read so many stupid books about mats and cats. Um, well, I still can't spell, so. Well, yeah. Something okay, so my, something is definitely missing. Something my brain can't handle that. <laughs> Charolot. Charolot. <laughs> still, still can't Charolot. <laughs> and pronounced things. Still working on that. <laughs> <laughs> Author. Yeah. I do practice sometimes and still haven't gotten it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Okay, yeah, so. This novel is narrated by Watson. Which is. I think a good choice. It yeah. could have been not narrated by Sherlock. It would not have been no. as good. Yeah. Well, they it's do that, so The epilogue, epilogue is narrated then. by, yeah, Sherlock, and you see, like, it wouldn't have been good because, right. like, she's portrayed as a little bit of a sociopath. Yeah, we need someone. We need like an outside, normal person to like, to like, this. right. We need some emotion, some mm-hmm. way to connect to the story. Yeah. Which, as a narrator. Right. Watson's very good. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, okay, so seriously questionable chaperone. Charlotte and her roommate, Lena, I don't care if you want to call Lena. Her name is Lena. Um, I assume this is Russian way, not that I know anything about Russian. Um, They host these, like, midnight, like, poker games slash drinking parties in, like, the basement of a dorm. And they're like, it's fine. We can always do it in, like, I think Stevenson's their dorm or something. They're like, our dorm mother's always asleep. I'm like, what the hell? Also, I'm supposed to have RAs if we, like... Only hear that like there's RAs, they like them saying there are RAs. Yeah, but, but like we, we never see encounter. Dormothers. Right, we only ever see dorm mothers, and the dorm mothers like sit at the front desk, and like <laughs> the one in Charlotte's building is always asleep. Which how do you sleep through like a raging party in the basement? Depends on where your room is, huh? In the building. Depends on where uh, your room is. Well, yeah, I don't know, I yeah. or how big the dorms are, etc. Yeah, I mean, when I started as a first year in college, like, when people come back at 3 a.m. and are super loud and have been drinking and, like, are still yelling when they come in through their dorm rooms, like, I definitely woke up for that. But as time went on, like, eventually you just start to sleep through anything. Oh, yeah. So, I lived in the basement of my dorm my freshman year, and it was so quiet. Mm. Yeah. But then I moved to different dorms, and then I was an RA, and...
1: Yeah, that was a
0: try. I feel like can't <laughs> like imagine a situation in which a dorm mother just like. So blatantly, like, doesn't do her job. Well, she always at the front desk. This is also confusing. Like, how much is she supposed to be working? Because, <laughs> like, is she on Is she on call 24-7? Well, how which, like, I understand dorm parents is that they live in the dorms. Right. Which these do. We see yeah. a scene of her and her So bedroom. James is later, he's like, Arnett, no, she lived here. And I was like, what the hell? I'm sure they <laughs> told course. you that. You just weren't paying attention, James. Yeah, so dorm parents live in the dorms. And I think the idea is that, like, at least what I've heard, because... One of my teaching classes in college was taught by someone who was a full time teacher at a boarding school in Massachusetts. So these are equivalent situations, um, and he I don't know if he was a dorm parent, but he like they super like they have like study hall time where like the right. dorm room doors have to be open, and people will come by and check and make sure that you're not on like a cell phone or something and that you're working. And then I think they do, I'm sure they do, like, a night check. I'm sh- like... Right. I'm sure He's they don't really, let any people out of the doors at night, like... And then when we hear, like, one call of, like, oh, it's gonna be curfew, while well, there's, like, a gaggle of children on the lawn, so mm-hmm. they're like, you have 10 minutes till curfew. Yeah. But, like, the way it's handled, it really does seem more like a college dorm, where there is... Or at least in our dorms, we had, like, an adult that lived in our building, but... Oh, God. That's horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. But Adults anyway, living in college dorms is, like, not a good situation for anybody, like... Obviously, the students don't want this. Also, if like as someone who's now not in college, I would not want to live in a college right. and in you a have bunch to have college kids. And they want masters because because they want you to be right. You have to get it. There's so many like like a student life masters, which like what do you learn? There's in those so many classes? stupid fields that are like non academic fields. Like I'm sorry if you have your master, <laughs> let's offend everyone. I'm sorry if you have your masters and student like that's not a real field. That's not I, a like, real. Don't know what of you study. learn. If you you can tell us differently, we would love to hear. Send us an email. I, like, yeah, like, I know, and also because, also, every person I've met that works in res life as a professional, as an adult, as a job, someone it's like, sucks. <laughs> your res life is horrible. Everyone I've met in res life seems, like, misanthropic sociable, and I'm just, like, how is this your career? How did you go to school and get a master's to work with college students, and you hate us so much? Yeah. I, or- you don't know, like, a lot of them, they either, like hate young people or that you're like, have you ever met? and yeah, they're super student. out of touch. They're like, oh my gosh, you're so cute. And you're like, have you ever, have you ever engaged with one of us? Ever. Yeah. Anyway, back to book. Okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so these chaperones, are also out of the picture. So Charlotte Holmes makes a lot of money in poker. You gotta get the, like, authority, the, like, parent authority right. when you're out of the picture. Now. I mean, yeah, I'm this homeless. would suck if, like, their chaperones were actually, like, obviously we wouldn't have a book. Right. You have, like, no YA section. You need to have... Yeah, I don't want to read about absent parents kids getting in trouble with their chaperones because they have five minutes past curfew, obviously. Um, yeah. So, yep, another story where adults in charge are... I mean, that's, like, again, such a theme in Adults well, never happened. know what they're doing. Which is, like, true. I've met adults. I don't like them. I mean, that's why I'm a high school teacher. Like, have you met adults? They suck. So, obviously, I'm not adults. one. It's really upsetting. What do you mean we're almost adults? <laughs> we're literally 22 and 23. Like, at what point do you think you're an adult? Because i always considered it to be your 18th birthday. Um, Michelle's <laughs> going to keep pushing off a year, every year. No, 23 seems like an age where, like, we real thing be like, oh, 24, 24. No. I'm, like, really stressed about turning 23. Like, as stressed as I was I about was turning 20. When I turned 20, that was, like, upsetting. Because then you're, like, at 19, like, you're, pretty, you're a teen still. Like, mm, you're an adult. I probably leave adulthood. Okay, 18. Paige was an adult when she was, like, six, so. That's true, too. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> um, like, I feel like kindergarten Paige was probably more adult than her kindergarten teacher. Kindergarten teachers are, like, puppies of the world. I love kindergarten teachers, <laughs> but they are, like, puppies. They're so sweet. Except some of them have sailor mouths when you get in that teacher's lounge. <laughs> They're crazy. My mom teaches elementary school, so I'm in the know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to we anyway, talked about the story zero. <laughs> <laughs> now we told them the plot. No, we told them the <laughs> setting. We haven't told them the plot. Um. Okay. 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 Charlotte <laughs> Holmes. I like her. She's a very like sharp. Her. Yeah. Um, and she's like, again, she's, I mean, this is true from the stories too, or at least definitely from later interpretations. Again, I read two Sherlock Holmes short stories, so not really much. Nice the BBC here. series. And I, yeah, so I'm really taking my knowledge, a lot of it, from the BBC series. Sherlock Holmes has been, like, this is very, very observant, um, and, like, very in tune with, like, well, she despises psychology, but she's someone who, like, really reads people's motivations very well. So she's mm-hmm. also, I think that goes along with a certain amount of cynicism.
1: Yeah. A lot of sense
0: about All the sense <laughs> <feelings. laughs> About, like, humans. Um, and in some ways she's very distant from it, because she doesn't right. have the same feelings about... She likes to really pretend that she doesn't have emotions. Right, and it's not exactly pretending. I think right. her emotions are quite stifled. And she does right. definitely, like, try and... Conti- she, like, definitely tries to push it as far as she can. Right. Because um, we find that... So, Charlotte Holmes is a descendant of Sherlock Holmes. Um, Great-great-great-granddaughter. So, yeah. And James Watson is an descendant of the Watsons, and there's this, like, complicated relationship between the Holmes and the Watsons, wherein, like, the Watsons have traditionally been friends with the Holmes. Um, the Holmes don't really care for the Watsons. Like, James, Jamie's mother, who's a Watson by marriage, is, like, not does not want her son to have a relationship with Charlotte Holmes. Like, there's drama there, whatever. Um, Well, I mean, they're like, because what happens is the Watsons wind up taking care of the Mm Holmes. There's like this continual relationship of the Holmes being so kind of in their head that they forget about, like, like, eating, drinking, sleeping. They tend to do a lot of drugs. Mm -hmm. Um, So the Watsons kind of become caretakers in a way, and so it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Um, And you get very little back because, again, they have very (laughs) – most of them have very little emotional – connections yeah. to people so they're not going to be like thank you so much there's no you know right. so it's a very
1: in some ungrateful s-
0: situation yeah and sometimes they're like so high functioning that it's hard for them to like connect with people on sort of like the normal human level <laughs> like michelle said there's a lot of drugs which is in the sherlock holmes stories like this is just knowledge i know like secondhand not that i read it but like in the stories sherlock holmes i'm pretty sure this is true Mm -hmm. smokes opiate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, and you see that, like, in all of, like, the remounts and things, like, the movies and stuff, blah, blah, blah. And in this story, Charlotte Holmes um, does um, opiates as well. She does Oxy. It's her drug of choice, but we know she experimented with heroin and morphine in the past. And she does some coke, too. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) As one does. Um, I'm glad. We finally got a school that does coke. We talked about that a couple podcasts ago. um, About, like, how people were doing coke in the bathrooms and they're like that's probably not a high school drug but this here boarding in school in Connecticut oh yeah kids do coke yep. so yep uh huh um no she, <laughs> coke was like the drug she started on she started doing drugs mm-hmm. when she was 12 yeah that's what we were told um and it's kind of just like accepted by her family she's gone to rehab a couple times but like it's like not a priority for her to be clean a priority for her to be functioning is like the higher priority yeah is to be like functioning and like yeah challenging as all get out uh huh yeah, so part of it is, like, part of it is, like, this such, like, this high-level intellectual ability that, like, she needs this outlet, I guess, or this way to channel it, or this way to, like, dull Take her drugs, feelings. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's not actually channeling it, it's more just, like, trying right. to detach from, like, everything she, like, yeah. can think and feel, and so she does the drugs. But it's also, so it's not just, like, her as a person, it's also the homes raise their children in this, like, whacked-out way where they're basically they're isolated like, hyper-tiger moms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and they have, like, these private tutors, and they're forced from a very young age to learn um, these investigative skills and to read people, and so they're passing on, like, this home's legacy through this, like, crazy, like, rigorous system of, like, homeschooling. Right. <laughs> and that's if you've ever encountered homeschoolers, like, 90% mm. of them, not all of them, I've met some very well-adjusted homeschoolers, but a lot of them, like, are socially not as well-adjusted as people who go to public school. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem with homeschooling is that it's apparent. It's usually gen- – okay, someone. Uh, we're just – we literally – we're going to offend everyone over the course of our podcast. We've already done a philanthropist. Today – who was I offending today? I've already forgotten. Cool. Oh, student life majors. People with majors in, like, made-up fields. Master's. We um, can get an undergrad. Oh, that. That's master's fine. degrees in, like, math is fine. Master's degree in student life is I Whatever. Don't. My college <laughs> pays for them though. If you're an RLC, that. they'll pay for your master's degree. Yeah. Which at that point, like, I don't know you're gonna do at night.
1: Yeah, I'll I mean, let you pay for
0: my master's degree in student life while I'm RLC. Yeah. Also, that sounds completely horrendous. Yeah. I think you yeah. To like live in these college dorms. And my school is like not like a my school is a party school. Yeah. Like it was a very good school, but we worked hard, party hard was like our like the motto that the children use, not the uh-huh.
1: <laughs> not <laughs> the, the administrators. <laughs>
0: But it was work hard, party hard. So yeah. 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 What we were talking about before? People that we've offended. Here okay. was someone else I was gonna offend. Homeschoolers. Uh, homeschoolers. <laughs> yeah. Alright. We're gonna need a lot of angry letters once we eventually publishes. this. Homeschoolers. Okay, the problem is that like generally one parent is taking over the education. So you're getting the perspective of one person is the thing. And well, A, I just I don't know. I can't imagine anyone feeling qualified to homeschool their child through like all years of formal education and qualified. Setback. Are you kidding me? I totally... I was talking... So, (laughs) one of my friends at college, I was talking about how sometimes when I think about having children, I think about how I would like to homeschool them, but I know I can't because that would be a really bad idea. Well, she'd kill them. (laughs) Kill her. And Um, yeah. I don't know where that story was going. But, yeah. No, I definitely feel qualified to (laughs) teach my children. I... Okay. There's no way. I mean, there's so many resources. Like... Okay, but resources are not enough. Okay. So... I actually am a teacher. I have a license in high school history. And when you get a teacher license, you get a license only in an age group in the content area. Um, <laughs> and um, So, like, I feel qualified to teach a student in history. And I guess I would feel okay in some other field. Like, I definitely feel fine, like, tutoring. Like, I know a lot about certain subjects to a certain level. Like, I wouldn't feel qualified to do calculus. I wouldn't feel qualified to teach chemistry. To tutor different subjects, okay, maybe. I definitely don't feel qualified to teach someone how to read. Like, the basics, like, literally teaching them how to read, if they picked it up on their own, like, okay, sure. But someone, if you have actually had to intervene and teach someone the basics of literacy, I have no idea. So, I don't really know what where these parents get off with generally no formal training of their own, that they're going to be an, a qualified educator for their children. Anyway. all years and all of them. Okay. <laughs> but they also spot. only get their parents' perspective. And their tutors. So, these people get tutors. Right. So, it can end up being, like, a very twisted... 'Cause like even when I teach history, I know that students are gonna have other so, history teachers and they're gonna get it from a little bit of a different angle, which is a little bit reassuring. That they're not just gonna have my view, because no matter how unbiased I reassuring. teach you you everyone teaches from their you teach history in your own way, you right. decide what's important and how to teach it. So it's good that students get other perspectives and then learn from other people. So, okay, I'm <laughs> Michelle's My dog is just like finding garbage, garbage from all over. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Where are finding these things? So Michelle's huh? dog is the size of a Shetland pony. I, I <laughs> swear it's gotten bigger since like two years ago. It's not bigger. I swear it has mm-hmm. Michelle. Look how big it is. Michelle got a everyone. To for my obviously. sister. Okay. What are we talking not about? Not the one that sounds sick. I have a sister that sounds sick. She's yeah, funny. I'm sure she really appreciates that feeling. Um, sorry. Sorry, Crystal. Okay, that's Charlotte Holmes. Sort of in a nutshell. James Watson. The, a nutshell? That was like a Fine. coconut shell. <laughs> well, I spent a lot of time talking about unrelated subjects. Also, I want to just, like, announce (laughs) – I'm so mad, actually, that this book, which on, like, pretty much all levels, is, like, really smart. Um, I thought it was really well plotted. I thought, um, like, the writer was obviously, like, pretty talented. Um, She did this, like, murder mystery, which we haven't actually told you about yet. And it's like obviously clearly very knowledgeable about a lot of subjects because Charlotte Holmes has to be super knowledgeable. But you get off Facebook.
1: <laughs> and. You're
0: well, you're on Facebook, so I have to do all the talking. Um, you always do all the talking even when I'm not on Facebook. That's not true, out. <laughs> now I've lost my train of thought. Um, but the one thing, okay, there's this detail that wasn't corrected. I just want to, as a public service announcement. Tell people about the difference between induction and deduction. Because Stop. from the Sherlock, the original story is onwards. Everyone has been like, deduction. Sherlock Holmes does no deduction. Deductive reasoning has nothing to do with observation. It has nothing to do with empirical knowledge. Deduction is stuff that has to be valid if it's deductively reasoned out. So it's like like pure logic when you do P, Q, therefore you have P and Q you have p p then q therefore q like it has to be true it has to be valid inductive reasoning is actually what sherlock holmes says when you look at someone and you figure out like from i don't know the fact that they have like ink on their fingers that they're a writer something more sophisticated than that that's induction that's observation so the fact that the sun will rise tomorrow is inductive reason because it's been based on observation we think the sun will rise tomorrow because it's risen every time before But we actually have no deductively valid reason to believe that. We don't. It's all based on induction. And induction, okay, take us lots across. Induction. (laughs) Induction is impossible (laughs) because it's only based on past observations. And there's no law that says the future will be like the past. True story. True story. And if you believe in Bayesianism, you can get very close. Anyway, back to anyway, the Anyway, okay. So I did want to point that out. It's completely false. I'm sure I read it or listen. I keep calling your readers. You're not reading anything.
1: I don't know read our
0: book. <laughs> um. Okay, especially if you're homeschooled. <laughs> I'm just kidding. People I'm are going to hate us. I we have that. met homeschoolers that are great people. I have friends that are homeschooled yeah. people. No, I'm just joking. That was a joke. <laughs> we <have been> <laughs> so- <laughs> oh my god anyway <laughs> but, yeah, i was homeschooled i was never homeschooled you <laughs> Why? Want? Why? i wanted to be homeschooled in eighth grade but my mom said no because she didn't want to deal with me see so you had your mom in fourth grade in a, no not- in eighth grade did you say fourth i meant eighth no but when your mom was a teacher, whatever whatever i knew but she, she was gonna work and i was gonna take like online classes it's gonna be so oh, so fun. you didn't want to be homeschooled you wanted to be self-schooled uh yes so my <laughs> mom was busy <laughs> And um, my mom said, "No, you have to go to school and socialize with other children." And I said, "I don't want to socialize with other children." And she said, "Too bad, so sad." Uh, she so made to go to school. Anyway, <laughs> so our narrator is um, this boy. we were, we talked about him. Okay, <laughs> remember <laughs> we spent quite a lot of. Let's talk about the plot. Okay, we're going to go into murder. That's how we start. Well, actually, Jamie punches someone in the face and then they get killed. Yeah. So okay, let's like start- Okay, we did. Not really. We talking can't about do Charlotte this in depth because this is a complicated plot. And yeah, we won't. Story, but, we won't be talking about the whole plot. We're going to give you like the very basics of it. Um, Charlotte and James's relationship. Charlotte is not interested in finding some Watson person to like tag along with her, and because she's really good at reading people, she already kind of knows. James Watson has been fascinated with Charlotte Holmes like his whole life. As I imagine one would be. Especially if they're the same age. They're, like, from this lineage of families that are super connected. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously you would be. Yeah. And so he's always been fascinated with her. And he's also, like, ends up being attracted to her very quickly. Yeah, like, two minutes in. Because I think he's really attracted to the idea of her. Because it's, like, in his idea of her doesn't match, like, the actual her at all when he initially meets her. But then he, like, brushes that off and is like... I mean, he gets to know her, and <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to play with you, dog, so you're going to have to go somewhere else. Come here. Um, Michelle's dog is an unofficial member of this podcast, by <laughs> way. Um He's in a gr- Just like a Charlie. We normally naps more right. during our podcasting. But Charlotte Holmes is not interested in James Austin at all, and in fact, she really thinks he has like, underhanded stress. motives for this. Because we find out what happens is that James tries to get involved. There's this kid named Dobson, he was the first to die. <laughs> and the he's a only one horrible person So like apparently Every All the guys Are like A lot of them Are attracted to Charlotte She's like Pretty I thought Yeah Um And The oxy has just done great things <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't know I mean that's what supermodels do right Cocaine yeah, she, does, she has, like, a supermodel lifestyle. She, like, doesn't eat yeah. and does a lot of drugs. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> This makes you extremely attractive. Is Obviously, there's a very causal link between physical attractiveness and not eating and doing cocaine. <laughs> this is a joke, by the way. No one should take Valorant this does advice. does also do that. Huh? So, yeah, also yeah. so you're both talented and beautiful if you do these things. She this also plays the joke. violin. She has to play the violin. Very well. But it has nothing to do with the cocaine. But, okay. Okay, so, James feels protective of Charlotte, especially when Dobson starts making comments about how he slept with her. Like, not nice comments. And so he punches her. Punches him. <laughs> he punches her. He's like, <laughs> what the <laughs> heck? He punches her. Make for a better um, No, he's not that, like, ill-adjusted. He punches Dobson. That's how it gets suspended. Um, and Charlotte is far from being, like, pleased about this. She's really mad that, like, someone tried to, like, defend her honor. She's like, I can pay that for myself. I don't need you to, like, try and take care of me. So she's mad at both of them. Um, and so the early part of the book is Jane's trying to, like, get to know Charlotte, basically. Dobson at one point says, that, <laughs> says of Charlotte, uh, like, she only likes the hard stuff and she likes to do it alone. <laughs> Which he's referring to drugs. I thought at first he was referring to like, like hard, like alcohol, like whiskey, which I was like, me too. <laughs> um, I don't have an Oxy habit though, to be clear. I really, okay, so I have taken Oxy. When I got my wisdom teeth out, I was like, <laughs> I was like <laughs> gave <me> "Whoa!" Did <laughs> no. <laughs> not know they about gave this. Me oxy and like really nothing. I mean, my wisdom teeth didn't hurt, and it was like really hard. I was trying to do job application, I tried for like two minutes, and I was like, "This ain't working," because it like makes you real cloudy. Mm-hmm. But this book makes drug seem real fun, and like I don't think that's the goal at all, but they do. This made me want to take drugs. <laughs> I'm not going to because I've seen those meth commercials but they're oh, God. <laughs> I don't know if you have them in your state. I don't know if they're just a Colorado special. But we have these like don't do meth commercials <laughs> where yeah, they're like once. so scary and then you they're like real scary. You're like in the shower and then you like look down and there's blood in the drain and then there's like a bleeding version of you like in the quarter. Like, not even. I once. saw it for the first time when I think I was in high school and I was home alone. So that Before was bad. <laughs> this is like Traumatizing. Yeah, she like scared of the shower, which I don't think is their mess. Their like goal, but I mean, yeah. I mean, I was scared of showering before. You need to watch it, dog. Don't hit my laptop. <laughs> Come here. Um, I was scared of showering before because of Law and Order, and not that like i have never watched these shows, but I've seen commercials. I've seen enough. The whole point, the voice, the most of the reason that we're talking about this fight that they have is that Dobson ends up dead, which is really bad because the last- not right after the fight, like not uh, the next morning, right? Well, it might be a couple of days, A couple up. mornings. I think there's later. like maybe like forty eight hours of separation. But the problem is that the last thing that ever and it was it happened in public. It happened on the quad. Like half the school ended up seeing this altercation, and so this looks really bad. If you're the last person to have fought with him and punched them in the face, right. and like I'm not sure if he threatened him to. Maybe mm. I don't think he threatened to kill him. No, but there were like heated words exchanged, obviously, and so this looks really bad. James looks like a suspect because he's so punched him the last like two days before he was dead um but so they find him dead and his dorm room bed Just creepy i think i'd move out I don't want to Does roommate the just stay in there? no they move his roommate out because this the room's a crime scene his roommate has to go His to <laughs> on someone's floor they don't allow you to keep living in an active crime scene um it's not active for that long but they don't uh, clean anything up for you Mm. Well they, no, no, no. That's they there's, like a career a of like being like a crime scene cleaner upper Yeah. I think there's a TV show about it once. I thought there was a movie about it. Maybe a movie.
1: Obviously I, we I, I feel like seen
0: I've seen like a trailer for something about yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um so James is the primary suspect and so he like turns out Charlotte is also a suspect. They end up James ended up like climbing out his window or whatever. He leaves the dorm because everyone everyone in his dorm immediately suspects it was him. Um, that killed him, which I think is, like, a pretty quick jump from you, you, even if he beats him up, all he does is punch him, he breaks his nose, I think. Right, and this beat guy is, up, like, the poisoned. That, Yeah, the fact that you would then be like, so oh, just totally, kill him. Totally different, like, methods of killing. Yeah, also that, like, it's not. Like, punching is, like, a very, like, aggressive, like, mm-hmm. passionate thing. And poison right. is, like, so thoughtful. And, right. like, Long term. And we find out that he, like, this guy has been poisoned. I mean, most, I guess the general school campus might not know that. But we find out that that Dobson has been being poisoned since, so it has, it's been right. like a week. It's because arsenic poisoning. It's been starts, building up. He starts getting poisoned the day that he gets punched by. Yeah, that's what looks really suspicious mm-hmm. to investigators. But then, but then, like, so he's getting more and more arsenic every day, and he eventually dies of arsenic poisoning, but there's also a snake, there's also rattlesnake venom involved in this situation. The yeah, eyes had a snake bite. So, this is when it starts. This is a reference to the speckled band, which is a mad creepy. Another, another thing that made me scared of taking a shower. <laughs> so, as you've learned, we don't shower. <laughs> it's horrifying. Um, for it's a while scary. when I was younger, it was like I could not turn on the shower. Like, because, because, okay, to turn on the shower, you have to turn your back to the door. And it starts making, like, really, like, you turn in the shower and make, like, really loud noise. And so then I would, like, whip around to make sure. that I was, I was, it became very convinced as, I would, I don't want to say as a small child because I was, like, 12. I <laughs> an infant. <laughs> I was pretty old. Um, I became, like, very convinced that, like, I would turn my back to the door, turn in the shower, and then, like, there'd be, well, also I was just scared because people get hung in their, sh- hanged? Hung, hanged. Hanged in their shower. People get hanged. Hanged in their How? shower. How? From the, the shower? Our shower head is not that tall. It's like Again, two no. inches above my head. I feel Horrible like I could t- t- stand on my tippy toes. And That's oh, crystal. Crystal's I'm out. looking for murderers. <laughs> I'm freaking out right now. Um, also, people get suffocated. I don't know. In showers? Really, what that? I mean, you could get suffocated and put um, in like the, the shower. Sh- <laughs> like, I also just feel a lot of blood in the shower. Blood could come out of the shower. I've thought about this a lot okay i mean like i'm scared of like i don't like showering when i am home by myself and mm-hmm. then i like will do that thing where you like stick your head out of the shower curtain like 400 times while you're showering. <laughs> but like i'm mostly just worried someone's gonna come in and like murder me i'm not I'm worried about like of blood that. coming out of the shower. like i'm scared to turn the shower on i'm scared to be in the shower so what we <laughs> There's find no is no part that's not need some therapy i mean i've gotten showers. a little bit better as i've gotten older but it's yeah, this I wouldn't choose to shower when I'm when I'm in my house. Um, it's gonna be a real problem when I eventually live on my own. Okay, I'm. But no, I was became. i just need a lot of locks. I feel better with locks. Yeah, I became horrified that like I would turn on the shower, turn my back to the door, and I would turn around and there'd be someone in the door with like a knife, <laughs> um, or axe, just you know, whatever. Anyone? Gun. Not a gun. I'm <laughs> just completely paranoid. Yeah, guns are not. Quite a scary. Thing. I mean, I'm sure it's I'd be not, horrified like, it's if was, even if they didn't have a weapon. If there was just someone in the door. I'd lose my shit. All right. <laughs> and so I became, like, this, like, once you think about it once, it becomes, like, an obsession. Right. And so then I would I would make, and my I lived on the second floor, and so, like, when I was younger, again, I wasn't a child. It's <laughs> pretty old. Um, I would make, like, a parent or someone come up to the second floor so I could turn the shower on. And the seven-year-old I actually nannied for... I guess saw a commercial for a horror movie, and then he became very afraid to shower alone. Because he would, I would be cleaning the kitchen after dinner, and he would come into the kitchen and want to talk to me. And I'm suddenly like, "Why are you so chatty all of a sudden?" And I was like, "Are you supposed to be taking a shower?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I was like, well, "Why don't you go take a shower? Like, you're supposed to. Say, we can talk after your shower." And he's like, "And he, it Eventually, came out that he was afraid to like go take a shower by himself, even though the kitchen was pretty close by to his room, it was on the first floor, and so I'd have to like. Cause I'm a nice person, and cause I remember being scared to take a shower, I would like be like, okay, I'll stand in your bedroom while you get started, and then I'm gonna go back and clean again. So when I was in college, I was I like hated the dorm bathrooms are like a little bit scary. There, mm-hmm. my the dorm I lived in the first year, there was this like locked door, which I'm sure was a storage closet where they kept cleaning stuff. <sighs> But I was always very convinced that something horrifying and, like, monster level. Not, like, this was not, like, oh, I was worried about a person. This was, I was worried about, like, a monster coming out of this closet. And I was a freshman in college. And then sophomore year, I just convinced the girls that live next door to me were, like, really good friends of mine. And so I would try to, like, time it slash coordinate with them so I could brush my teeth with them. <laughs> Which made it way more fun. to listened to Taylor Swift. We definitely once got a noise complaint to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and the Aries had to knock up. on the bathroom door and they were like, um, guys, it's midnight. You can't be screaming in the bathroom. <laughs> yep. What were we talking about? This book. Okay, this is a throwback. <laughs> Jobson's murder is like a reference to the speckled band. The Speckled Band... Okay, this is why we started talking about this. Because the Speckled Band was another thing that made me afraid to take a shower. Because in the Speckled Band, how this person is killed, um, it's really, like... It's kind of like, it's this evil stepfather who... Someone mysteriously died. And everyone, like... And there's there's two daughters, I think, and one of them mysteriously dies. And so the other daughter goes to Sherlock Holmes. That's how this whole thing gets started. And, like, every... She, like, she knows it's the stepfather because he's evil. But there's no proof that he killed the other girl that died because she was it's a locked room case so the door is locked from the inside and she dies like in her sleep of like a heart attack or something. I don't know, she dies in her sleep. And there was like a glass of milk on the table or whatever. And there was just like a saucer. Stuff, a saucer of milk. Yeah, that's better. Um, and so there's. I no haven't proof. read this book, but they say that in them. Yeah, the and <laughs> and this girl is really afraid. I think the other girl died like right before her her marriage or something. And so this other girl is about to get married, and so she's like, "Shit, I'm next." <laughs> um, and so maybe move out, huh? Maybe move out. I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know. I, I guess like times, I read this in times seventh grade. Yeah, I think she also. I think her hands are tied a little bit in terms of the stepfather, and. um... So how they end up... Sherlock Holmes goes to investigate or whatever. And what they end up finding out is that the stepfather's study is like... Shares a wall, I think, with the bedroom. The, the bed is also bolted to the floor, which is creepy. Always good. Also suspicious. And so they find out... What they eventually find out is that there's... He keeps a snake in the safe in the study. And he has this snake crawl up the bell pole to this vent... And it goes through the vent on the other side. I guess attracted by the milk, which Because snakes love <laughs> milk. Everyone knows that. That's not true. it doesn't make any sense. At the time, it did. Like, I, I feel like that's a, like, like a Victorian milk? belief, though, that snakes drink milk. I feel like I've heard that yeah. before in, like, Victorian literature. No, I guess it was, but, like, it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't really. But these people are not. What, yeah, people Victorian people, people snakes, dumb. More people to a <laughs> Anyway, the snake climbs up this bell pole, goes through the vent... Goes down the other side of the bell pole, I guess, and bites the girl and kills her. And then I guess the snake also like listens to a whistle. So that's oh yeah, because they would hear this like whistling sound at night. Oh man, this story was freaking creepy. The girl who was had like was afraid that she was gonna be next. She would hear like whistling at night, and so they'd be like training the snake to like go through the vent and like in preparation to kill her creepy pieces. It's really freaking creepy. And it goes to the vent. So then I became very scared because there's a vent in my bathroom, obviously, because there's a shower. And I was like, shit, there's a snake up there. I'm also terrified of snakes. You know how Terrific. scared I am to take a shower? I'm even more scared of snakes. She was even more scared of snakes. One time she had a biology textbook and she made me go through and sticking all the pages of snakes on them. There were like five. Okay, what happened was I would like open the book to like find whatever section I was supposed to read. And there was a picture of a snake. And I was like, shit. <laughs> and so I just like randomly flipped to another section. and there's, I swear, another picture of a snake. And then I'm like screaming. I just like flipped to another page and there's another picture of a snake and then I just slammed the book shut and like I'm not opening it again and I had to go sit on the living room floor because there could be a snake like under the table where I was sitting and so I sat in the middle of the floor where I could like see all around the carpet that nothing was gonna come get me I couldn't be next to any like because there could be snakes in couches, there could be snakes in chair so what we've learned on today's podcast is Paige should probably be medicated (laughs) that could be the best option anyway Yep, cause she's not really better about snakes. She's better about showers, I think. Yeah, I have learned to shower <laughs> without having to have someone to come and turn the water on for you. <laughs> you didn't know that happened in college. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, can someone just turn on the water for me? No, I definitely. I I wouldn't say burn out of it because definitely if I started thinking about it hard enough, I'm sure I could. I'm sure I could get myself back to that state. I definitely come be better about showers. Snakes have only worsened over my life. Over my life. Singular. So we can't can get a pet snake if we live together. God, what is wrong with you? Anyway, what were you talking about? That's the Speckled Band. And they've clearly, it's clearly been, like, recreated in Dobson's death.
1: Right. right. There's Because there's,
0: like, a milk, there's vent, there's, events, milk, there's, a, whistle there's a, whistle a whistle. In the room. Like, some, they just, like, threw all the crap from the story in the room. <laughs> right. He was, like, poisoned by arsenic, and then they also had a snake bite him, but, like, He died from the arsenic poisoning. Yeah. It's clear that the cause of death is arsenic poisoning, but it's also clear that someone who knows this whole story is recreating. And clearly, obviously, as a reader, we know that Charlotte and James are trying to be framed. And so that's how Charlotte and James end up working together, is because someone's trying to frame them. And then there's other stuff that happens. So some girl ends up with a blue paste diamond shoved down her throat. It wasn't even a real diamond. It was just, like, plastic. <laughs> yeah. Sorry they didn't get a giant real blue diamond <laughs> from so of the the small one of those mortar machines. Yeah, it's not a small one. It's a large thing that chokes her. She almost dies. But she doesn't. They save That's her. That's, like, freaking horrifying. But then she loses her voice. Well, she like, yeah, She's, she's a traumatic had an... brain injury. Oh, no. Now she's a different voice. I would like, the she medical. Had a traumatic brain injury, but I think she got knocked unconscious. That's, they said she has a traumatic brain injury. They said it in the book. I don't know where because I did take notes on it. But, but not like a We Reliose traumatic brain injury. It was like, no. I think she got concussed. Well, they didn't know. She was still, I think she was still unconscious yeah. So the place where like she has a traumatic brain and injury. Whatever. We don't know when she's gonna like wake up, right? Or what she'll be like when she does wake but up. But she lost her voice because they shoved that freaking huge oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thing oh. down her throat. I That would be horrifying to wake up with like a huge, like, something in your throat like that. Also, did we ever find out? Because there's like kind of a conversation about whether she was like raped or not. Yeah, okay, there's implications that she went out... She, like, like was last seen leaving this dance with this, like, creepy guy. I know that we're skipping over lava plot, but we don't want to tell you all of it in this you know, we time. We can't. Anyway, um, this creepy guy, and they're, like... I think she... Someone eventually asked her, like, we're, are you okay? Like, I think when she's in the hospital, James, like, makes a very veiled reference to, like, her leaving, and she's, like... And she said no, or something. Well, she doesn't remember. She's, like, the last well, thing she I remember. remember... She's, like, the last thing I remember is, like kissing that boy right and then when we find out that this boy probably had nothing to do with any of the like murders and so foreseeably he didn't really he didn't cause her harm right i we don't know did he just like leave he like peaced out he was like maybe they they probably just like said goodbye or something and then Mm. someone knocked her unconscious i assume assume is what happened there's no there was at the when it first happens there's like yeah. Oh my god, was she raped? Well it was we never any more to that. So we I have these implications because Charlotte was raped by right. Dobson, the first victim. Um first when she was really high on Oxy. Mm-hmm. When she gets like real high on Oxy.
1: You it's kind like of zone out and like
0: you don't have right. any way to fight back. She like drugged herself she, which you know what? I don't know what I'm saying. She like drugged herself. She drugged herself, yes. She right. took Oxy. I mean she had obviously no idea what was about to happen, but she like was And she, like, took excessive amounts of oxy. It's not like, she takes oxy sometimes just, like, for funsies and can still function. She was taking enough where she was, like, gone. Right. So she was obviously still conscious and aware of what was happening to her. She wasn't able to do anything. And Dobson, like, planned that, didn't he? Well, I think, so it happens, so Charlotte has a quote-unquote lab, she has, like, a as a condition of her, like, going to the school, they let her have this closet, I guess, in the science building where she sets up a lab. And this has her own space or whatever, and she moves into it, essentially. Yeah. And I think what happens is that, I think she does, uh, when she does a lot of oxy, she goes to the lab and she does it there. Just no. Just yeah. I thought she was in those tunnels. No, no, no. Uh-uh. We should have made better use of those tunnels. There might have been, like, multiple times we only get to By the way those tunnels. I don't think she in have tunnels. I feel like she wasn't in her lab. No, because because then James is there right after he finds out that Charlotte was raped, yep. and, he rem- and he's, like, is freaking out. And she says and, it wasn't here. Oh, that's right. Oh, because he's, like, imagining, like, yeah. Right. Maybe it wasn't tunnels. I think, so the point is, like, when she does Oxy, she, like, goes somewhere else, right? She doesn't just, like, do it in front of her roommate in her room. And I think the idea... <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think the idea is that she tries to probably go to some, like, safe, isolated place. Where no one's gonna find her while she's completely drugged out. I think right. that's the idea. And so I think what happens is Dobson is like freaking stalking her enough that he like follows her down there after she takes so much oxy. I right? see so right. what happens. So she obviously is trying to like do it in this out of the way place and Dobson has a freaking creepy stalker. Um, it's kind of hard to feel bad about Dobson. Like, you're given no really redeeming qualities to him. shouldn't have killed him, but he should definitely be in jail. <laughs> like, Right. Um, Yeah, and so the reason that Charlotte and James are not only suspected because these crimes are recreating these home stories, and because James punched him, the reason they're also brought into questioning, and this is how James finds out this stuff about Charlotte, is that when they're being sort of, like, not exactly interrogated, but questioned by a detective, they tell their story, but, like, Charlotte leaves out the part where Dobson raped her, and that's how James finds out about it. Um, and and very, so it looks even more suspicious, because they didn't right. tell it the first time. Right. In a very strange scene, in which the police officer is, like, questioning Charlotte about this while staring at Watson. Yeah. Which is strange. And I, like, made note of that. He's like, you didn't tell us that you had sex with him. And right. he's looking at Watson while he says this, but he's clearly talking to Charlotte, and it's strange. Yeah. That was strange. <laughs> I don't really understand that part. Um, but yeah, he is like, you didn't tell us that you had sex with Dobson," And that's when Charlotte's like... Was I was, sensual. I didn't say that because I was super high on Oxy, which obviously would have gotten a kicked out of school if they knew. Which I don't know, a lot of the kids do drugs, so. Right, <laughs> it I might be like like, turning did, the blind eye to it at that point. Does no one in the school know that she does Oxy? That seems like, I'm maybe sure, that, no oh, one I'm was sure a ton attention. of students know. Right. But I guess administration is not getting involved so much. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's clearly a huge population at the school that is doing drugs. And no one really gets in trouble for it. So, like, there's a dealer on campus. There's, like, a campus dealer. Yeah, and no one, so. And there was a dealer before that. Yeah, so it's clear that, I don't know, somebody's asleep at the wheel here. Um, Yeah, so Charlotte's like, I was super high on Oxy, which is why I didn't talk about it. And we didn't have sex. Like, he raped me. Um, so then they become suspects. Blah, 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 I don't blah, think blah, they blah. ever use that word, but... That what? Rape. I don't think rape is ever used. I don't I know. know if she, she doesn't use it in her first account. She says, you should have asked if the sex was consensual. And given that I was I so high, it wasn't. That, but later, she refers word? to him as a rapist. Does she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not important. <laughs> she was raped either way. <laughs> rape. Um. Uh, yep. Yep. So anyway, they become a... So anyway, so after these... Well, after the first crime committed, they started hanging out. After the second crime committed, they like need to figure out what's happening because the police are like, you yeah, need to they go to really do look like the best suspects. Um, because they they're the one that that finds that girl with the like mm-hmm. they save her, but they're also the ones the, the only ones, ones around, right? And everyone's already a little suspicious of them, and now they're like, now they're like, yeah, um, you guys are around a lot when people show up like attacked. So they start hanging out. There's a homecoming dance. They go to that. They do stuff. He gets a concussion. The science building explodes. We're skipping to that. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of stuff happens. They're obviously being framed. Um, they end up. Well, Charlotte ends up like pretend, like orchestrating another like false crime. She like gets her roommate in on it, and like her roommate, she like hires. I don't know who the person that she hired to pretend to be. Oh, Lena's boyfriend. Ex boyfriend. Yeah, they all get together to like pretend to attack her, <laughs> um, so they can be cleared. Right, so they set, up, they set up another, like, Sherlock Holmes-esque, like, mm-hmm. based on one of the stories, yeah. murder. Um, when they were clearly with the detective the whole time, so they right. couldn't have done it. So they're trying it to... It was, like, highly... I was like, man, this is a little bit dangerous, though. So the murder that they are, like, attempting to recreate is the one where there's, like, a box with a spring on it that's poisoned. And so she, like, puts poison on the spring and then also has a man come in and, like, scare right. Lana. But... But Lena knows not to. I guess so, yeah. but she's like, wear thick gloves, and I was like, probably put the like, a little less definitely on there. <laughs> no, that it has to be real. So that's how they like buy themselves a little bit of time. They do a bunch of investigating, and we're probably not really, like, we're not gonna talk about the rest of the plot, because we're gonna talk about the rest of the plot. What do you mean? You're gonna go through the, every single thing that no. happened? like, we're talk about the end. We're not gonna be done with the plot. Wait, now. wait, wait, wait. Um, I already skipped to the exploding And then you went back And covered in some more stuff So yeah I'm obviously there I'm Moving on <laughs> As a mystery it, I think it, I thought it was good Yeah it was I kept dotted. thinking That the, like it was like over I was like Oh they figured it Oh no Like I kept thinking It was almost over mm-hmm. Not like Oh it's done Yeah Um, But it like Wasn't annoying Because you know Sometimes it's like Real annoying You're like Stop Yeah <laughs> No I thought it was Like very well done Because they don't get Close enough to the ending Where you're like For sure think This is going to be the ending mm-hmm. You're just like Oh I think this is wrapping up Yeah but then it's not. You're like, oh, it's wrapping up like hundred pages before the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe I'll get to go to bed. No. And I was surprised. So they bring Moriarty in, and if you know anything about the Home Stories, that's like his nemesis or whatever. And so, um, I was like, wow, because I started to. This is actually the first in a series. It could have been a standalone book. I'm glad I it's like it, like series. A series. Yeah. yeah. This, I feel like murder mystery type books. Often work well as series. Yeah. I thought originally with a standalone book, just because I didn't know it was part of a series, and as I read more, um, I was, A, I was, like, surprised, because then I began to figure out that this is a series, and mm-hmm. so I was surprised that they brought Moriarty in, in the first book, because I was like, wow. <laughs> sort of, like, bringing out The Big guns through your first book. But it's not wrapped up by the end. Like, there's clearly more. Right. They do a great ongoing... job of, like, oh, it's, you, you've got, like, one of his henchmen, mm-hmm. but, like, the big... Bad guy is still out there, right? And so that's the Moriarty family as well that has this complicated relationship with the Holmeses because August <laughs> Moriarty is engaged as a math tutor to Charlotte when she's fourteen, and she like falls in love with him. He's twenty, and he's obviously like that's... can't. And she's like, "I'm thing. a very mature fourteen year old," and he's like, "Too bad, so sad." It's <laughs> right, creepy. <laughs> right, so he's like obviously like cares about her. Also, we find out he's engaged. So that's engaged. Um. He cares about Charlotte, but is like clearly like the respects boundaries, right? And so Charlotte gets angry, and so she frames him. She has him bring her drugs because she knows he won't refuse her. And he, she has him do it more like this is like the third like mm. more than once, uh-huh. and then like
1: makes sure that time. he gets caught
0: doing it. And so she essentially, she ends up ruining his life, even though that's not exactly her intention. She doesn't intend for, I think, to go so, so badly. She not about the consequences, at all. Yeah. She's also not She's just mad. And she just, yeah, she does it. She lashes out the way she knows best, which is to create a addictive mm-hmm. evil plan. Yeah, so Charlotte is clearly experiencing a lot of remorse later on in the story, that she's clearly, like... Really torn up about this, and she was also in love with him, and so there's just a lot of feelings going on, which she's like trying to repress. <laughs> and she doesn't because want to her family, that. her family gets really mad because they find out yeah. that she framed him because she loves him, and her family got mad not about the drugs, They don't care about yeah, drugs, yeah, whatever. Um, they got mad because she fell in love with him, and so this is like a moment of vulnerability and like weakness, and that's something that they right. discourage. Yeah, so so that's how she gets sent to the States. So, but it turns out, and. August has, like, forgiven her for this. That's the Moriarty Turns out the rest of his family is not as chill about it. We find out, and, like, Watson the whole time is like, why are we not investigating the Moriartys? And we find out that it's because she kind of, like, feels bad about this. She has this connection to August. He thinks it is August because she mentioned something about how they, like, were in a relationship at one point. Mm -hmm. He's also Um, quite jealous. (laughs) Right. Because he's in love with her for no real apparent reason. (laughs) I like it as you get more and more into the book, it like becomes like more okay that he's in love with her because he like gets to know her better. Yeah. But he like loves it her from the moment out as he sees this her. like connection that well he feels I don't know if he loves her. He feels protective of her as this like Holmes Watson relationship and Yeah. He wants yeah. to know her better and it becomes more and more romantic as the book goes on. On his end. Right. On her end I don't think it gets any more romantic. I mean there's by the end. By the end, I guess there's some indications that or she's she okay represses with that. For a repressive really like, for time. She's also like she's like not very emotionally vulnerable at all. And she's then not she very emotionally also is healthy. <laughs> recovering from a sexual assault, so like right. there's that trauma as well. Yeah. So. At the end of the book, she does kiss him also because he's might be dying. <laughs> he doesn't um, die. Di- yeah. F Y I. Um. So she clearly reciprocates something, but she says like like I'm trying for your sake, but this might be that. Like she brings up the fact that, like the trauma of her rate, and it's unclear she'll ever like. Well, like, not ever, but she clearly like a lot, lot to work through, right, with the physical intimacy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that happens. Yeah, so anyway, do we want to get to? So the science building has exploded. Her lab has exploded. Um, um, everyone's really freaking out, but she's fine because she's in the bathroom. Um, and she can actually go back in and she can save her, she saves her violin, which like, the building was like exploded. The violin was clearly in a bomb proof cave. Yeah. She was prepared. I mean, it, it was like a Stradivarius. Yeah. Which I mean, you put that in the nice because it's <laughs> pricey. Um, but yeah, so she makes that with her violin. They go to his dad's house and hang out there yeah. and they start solving crimes. They figure out it's a school nurse. Which they suspected earlier, but then they were like, no, nah, never mind. Because they, like, read her record and they were like, no, it says she moved to the States when she was a teen. Yeah. And they, like, were they were certain it was someone from England. Mm-hmm. Because of the connection to these two characters. Like, no one would have that much, like, of a of a vendetta against these two unless yeah. they had known them prior. Yeah, so they end up dismissing her as a suspect when, in fact, she is, in fact, the real murderer, but she's also being controlled by a Moriarty because she turned out to be August's fiancé. Yeah, right. And she thinks fiance. August is dead. Which he's not, but but I guess he was, he like, I so they it, faked his death. They faked his death in order for him to start a new life. They being Holmes, Which is, like, shot brother Father Um And they set him up with like a new life in Germany or whatever, but so anyway, yeah, so we find out it's her. She poisons Watson using the same like spring trick Mm-hmm. Um, but and then he needs an antidote. They like find the antidote without needing her. So then she like gets hauled off to, so to not even prison. She gets hauled off with Charlotte's brother, who's like, and Charlotte's pretty sure he's dead. Running a black ops thing on his own there. Right. Um. So that's the end of her. But it's not the end of the Moriarty family. So the Moriartys are clearly
1: Don't still they get after they get them. a message
0: from like yeah Is his name like Venice no Lucian. Lucian. Close. I think there's another boy already named Venice. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not. Like my cousin Venice, Venice is cousin was, Venice in the city. I know it is. Thank you, Paige. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying because. Well, we can look it up later. But I'm I, pretty sure if, like there there the cousin that brought the drugs, I think, was Venice. Anyway, no, we'll look it up. But <laughs> there may have been a name with a V, but I, I think his name was Venice okay you can think that that's fine but like, go ahead um so yep blah blah, blah, blah everything happens <laughs> um we just really the standing but it's fine like you don't need another whole plot um is there anything else i wanted to say about this not really well, um, i'm to talk about the dad for oh, a second. okay go ahead so we so he's estranged from his dad he like, grew up with or Watson is who we're talking about. So Watson is estranged from his dad. He grew up, like we said, in Connecticut with his dad, and then his parents got divorced, and his mom. He moved with his mom to London, and he still kind of like ticked at his dad for like I think being his divorced. dad had an affair with the woman he later married. Yeah, Miami. maybe. Um, and yeah, so he now has a stepmom and uh, two younger brothers that he's never met or stepbrothers, and. So he doesn't want to talk to his dad, but the school's only an hour away from his dad's house. So we wind up getting the dad involved once you get arrested. Your parents get called when you're only 16. Um, and, but the dad is, like, so in love with this mystery. Like, they are... The dad is clearly, like, all about, like, the Watson legacy. Right. And so he's very excited about this. His mom is like, this isn't healthy for you to have this relationship with Charlotte. Right, also people and are dad getting is like, look yeah. Look at Well, his mom doesn't even know about that. He like keeps his mom in the dark. He's like, it's best if she doesn't know. You can't look inside this book. You can't. What the heck? You, you can. Oh. This took a minute to load. Okay. Um. Um, yeah, so. Hmm. <laughs> there is no Venice Morioki, obviously. Okay. <laughs> We just to send the book. Anyway, back to his dad. His dad is like a strange character. He starts to, but he does start to like kind of build a relationship with his dad again. He winds, they wind up staying at his house a couple times mm-hmm. when things at the school get too crazy. And his dad also, we find out, had like a secret friendship with a Holmes for like mm-hmm. three years when they were in college together. Um, and so he kind of sends his son a guidebook for like the keeping and caring of Holmeses.
1: Caring which is like...
0: You said the keeping and caring. Does it matter? (laughs) The keeping and caring? I was just helping you out. You are not helping. I am helping you out. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Uh, This is annoying. What? I hate you. Anyway. (laughs) Which is, like, one of my favorite parts of the book. Like, I loved, it was very humorous, and, like, some parts were, like, real, real, and they were, like, Yay. here's where they normally hide their drugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some parts of them are, like, funnier, but there was, like, a, a list of, like, 160 things, which was cute, yeah. and, like, a cute, funny moment. Mm-hmm. His dad was, like, an interesting character, a little bit weird, because he was too excited about, like, these murders and them solving mysteries, and, like, his child being, like, tried for major crimes <laughs> eventually his like as eventually his thing starts to get super serious his dad's like hey wait <laughs> when like the building gets exploded hey, wait, this is bad <laughs> when there's a bomb that like hit like his son could could have been in the building like watson was in the building that got exploded just probably an hour or two earlier um but ha- um charlotte finds out that something bad's gonna happen so she makes him mad so he'll leave yeah, eventually his dad, like, becomes a little bit more of, like, a normal parent. Um, but he's pretty, like, he's pretty okay with... And then, like, as soon as things, like, die down, like, so the building explodes, people are a little bit panicked, he's a little bit stressed about it, and then he's, like, excited about it again, because they, like, get to help solve the crime. Mm-hmm. So he, like, has moments of worry, but he's also, like, has a hard time, like, disguising how excited he is about this happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's um. not, like, a bad guy. He's, like... He's Maybe don't have like really the like, right sensitivity for people dying. Um, right. Whatever. It's not exactly a game when people are dying. Um, but. Only one person died, and we find out that he's like really a jerk, so. Yeah, okay, but that doesn't mean you should like. I don't run everybody over with my car that is like a horrible person. Wait, do you know a lot of horrible people at that level? I don't know anyone, like for sure, that is that horrible. If you do, I'm gonna be a little bit concerned. <laughs> I don't know. I'll think about it. We're talking about yeah. Other thing I want to talk about was we talked a little about Charlotte and Watson's relationship. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, I was a little bit concerned when the romance element first came up because I was like I said I was expecting like a dynamic duo of female friendship and that's not what I got. And then when I got the boy girl stuff, I was a little bit concerned that there was going to be romance. And then when the, like the first signs started showing up, I was a little bit annoyed. But I felt the way they handled it was very tasteful. And mm-hmm. it wasn't, like, hitting you over the head with it. Like, their friendship clearly came first. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and not then romance like, started to follow a little bit. Yeah. James Watson kind of has this, like... He kind of thinks it's fate. Which I, like, kind of imagine you would. Um, but it, there's still, like... They fight a lot. And, like, Charlotte is, like, not up for this. And, like, does not like mm-hmm. the idea of this. And so it's, like... Worked out in a very authentic way and not in, like, a stupid, trivial one. I don't know. It could have been badly done is what I said. Is mm-hmm. what I mean. So. Yeah, no. It very easily could have gone into... I mean, if you look at the YA genre, you <laughs> you see all these, like, things that are just romance. And there's, like, no yeah. friendship underneath. Um, there's just, no, like, instant. Right. There's instant for romance. For stupid, stupid reasons. And there's this, like, Romeo and Juliet, like, dying for one another levels of romance. Mm-hmm. Which would not... I don't know. Like, it's not done well, often. I thought this was done very well. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I like, I like that it's not, like, totally cleaned up. Like, I like... It's not fair to say. I like that Charlotte is an addict. Not in the sense I'm like, oh, that's a great thing for she's people. She's not real, as we talked about <laughs> <earlier>. <laughs> But she's a character. Um, I like that it is preserve that element of like the right i really liked the addiction mm-hmm. and i mean i yeah i liked her as a character i felt like she was real in the sense that, like like i don't know any person that's like this but i felt for her with like her backstory and given right. the, the actual elements of her personality she was a very authentic version of who that person would be um and, I don't know, I liked that it explored the addiction part as well. Right. I liked the kind of balance they struck there between making it I don't know I you keep they. They. The many the authors author. of this book. I'm just keeping it gender neutral. Page. Hey, her name's Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> There's a photo of the woman on the back. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, I forget. I just like to keep it neutral. You like the um, I liked the balance. way they like, balanced kind of the heavier topics. I mean, they deal with issues of addiction. They deal with a sexual assault. They deal... There's definitely, like, some mature language <laughs> in the book. But it's... I feel like it's done in a way that's quite tasteful. Like, it seems appropriate for teens. Yeah, It doesn't yeah, it's seem not, like... They're, it's never, like, sexually repetitive. explicit. It's never, like, super violent. It, the language is never, <laughs> never super violent. People die and someone has a but giant bloody fake diamond shut down her throat. Um... Uh, there's not scenes of gore. Yeah. There's not scenes of gore. Um... Yeah, I felt like they did a really good job because I feel like sometimes in YA you just get things that are just, like, too much. I'm like, stop. Uh Uh-huh. This is too much. And I feel like this struck a nice balance between dealing with those heavier issues and kind of keeping it not to the point where you're just, like, kind of, like, barraged with it all of the time. Right. Yeah, I think – I agree, cause of the life. I feel like a lot of YA is very like, like it has these heavy themes, but it's very like exploitative of them in right. a way. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think this was, this wasn't just like exploiting sexual assault for like, I refer to when we talked about "Tell the Boys I Love Before" like the dead mother. I, I I refer to it as being like used for trauma points, and like that's still the best expression I ever like. I think a lot of YA novels are just like layer on the trauma because like I don't know feelings. This is deep, right? They profound. want to add like emotional gravitas to right, and it a ends book. up just being like exploitative of it, right? And just, so I like, yeah, hitting them over the head with it. This clearly deals with like Charlotte's rape in like a real way. She's obviously like is it something she suffered even as she's tried to repress it um, and it talks a little bit about the problems she has like like being around a boy physically right. um, as a result but it's never just like you not beat over the head it's not used right like, we're never like given a flashback of like the rape uh-huh. night um, which is not necessarily a bad thing like you think of like speak right no there's the i book. mean there's if that's a yeah i'm not saying that this is that no book should ever, like, right. deal with a heavy topic in a heavy-handed kind of way. But this clearly wasn't the focus of the book, and so mm-hmm. they didn't make it the focus of the book. It's just something that was a part of something that had happened to Charlotte and wasn't her only defining characteristic. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's not used in, like, oh, especially, like, the creepy way in YA when it's, like, the female protagonist has been, like, raped or assaulted. Like, something really bad has happened to her, and, like, the male protagonist is the one that, like, Fixes it, right? no. And like heals her, which, right? No, I don't know. Not. Maybe that's happened. But sometimes it seems a little, right? Minimizing. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> of the actual time that's happened. So I thought that was really good. Yeah. Um, and it's also one thing we didn't talk about. It's a really like it's really funny. I liked it. It was very witty. Michelle yeah. Was sitting here. <laughs> okay. I was like, okay.
1: I enjoyed <laughs> it. That part, he was, was laughing
0: out loud. I can't mm-hmm. remember what part, but. I was laughing at love. Yeah, I loved it. It was great. I thought it was interesting. I really like the characters and the relationship, and I thought it was really funny, which I appreciated. Yeah, it was really good. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, it was, Paige was saying before we started that this was probably her favorite of the books she read so far. Yeah, and I think I would probably agree. I haven't had. I have, would have to go back through and dub, like double check, but <laughs> it's definitely one of my favorite things that we read. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've liked some of the other books we read, but this one, like, I really, like, really, really liked. Mm-hmm. So, big fan. Okay, I right. <laughs> we spent we have not like come over like we haven't gone egregiously over time compared to our other ones um we spent a lot of this podcast not talking about this book in the first probably 25 <laughs> minutes so sorry telling uh, you tales Whoops. Uh, <laughs> it <laughs> was great to relate it great stories we've learned a lot uh, you know a lot about us. about us you could probably frame us for murders now uh, yep okay yep all right, so are we gonna recommend first or read first? Which one do we do first? I don't remember. Shoot. Let's recommend a book first. Okay, every book. I mean, we obviously like we love this one. Yeah, this one. I didn't pick a book to recommend because I would just recommend they read this book. Good. Wait, right, wait, right, wait. Right. Um, if you like this and you're looking for another book like this, um, I recommend this is a book for adults. Uh, it's called The Spellman Files by Lisa Lutz. So if you like. If you like the mystery part, um, with a female heroine who's, like, not perfect, who, like, like, has disappointed their family and has a history or a present of, like, drinking and smoking weed, which is, like, different drugs from what she's doing, um, but has, like, sort of a complicated family relationship, and it's also a book that's quite funny, I recommend The Spellman Files by Lisa Lutz, which is also the first in a series, um, awesome yeah cool all right now let's read it what is our scale We <laughs> have the scale this time so <laughs> yeah so on a scale of basil Rathbone, how do you pronounce that name guys is basil the herb but i feel like british people might call it basil. i think it's basil basil Rathbone. basil Rathbone. i don't care you can say whatever you want he's dead i think to, so that means you don't have to pronounce <laughs> um, That's the rules. To, what's his name? Robert Downey Jr. We get this book, Benedict Cumberbatch. His book is clearly the Benedict Cumberbatch. Of in case you didn't pick up on people. what we were reading, and that's on actors that have played Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. In film and television adaptations. <laughs> this is the Benedict Cumberbatch. You won't know what that means. <laughs> Because you probably live on the internet like we do. Right. If you're listening to a podcast, the internet is that. obsessed with Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I, don't, I saw him first. Just like FYI, everybody. <gasps> oh, he's like <laughs> my. I was like okay with him until I saw him with his wife on red carpets. Have you seen him? He's yeah. so sweet. It's adorable. It's so sweet, and now I'm like on board with the Benedict Cumberbatch train because he's like mm-hmm. he's bless his heart. He's a little strange looking, like not in a horrible. He has this like very angular cheekbones, right? Which is fine. It's great. <laughs> But like not particularly my cup of tea. Anyway, but then he's so he's so nice to his wife, and I'm just just good because they're married. I know, but it just sounds <laughs> cute. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so cute. I feel like a lot of people aren't nice to their wives. <laughs> that's how we true. Yeah, that's what we learned. The dad in this book wasn't nice to his right. wife. His first that's wife. Unfair. He seems to be fine to his second wife. Yeah, yeah. No, I also like if we're just like staking claims. <laughs> I've also seen the movie *Who's an Amazing Grace*, which is about the um, end of the oh god, what is it freaking called? <laughs> the oh my gosh, what is it, not the temperance movement that was against alcohol. Uh, is it? It's not emancipation. It's the end of the slave trade. There's a name for that movement. I don't know. And I don't think it was called the end of the slave. Oh my god. Shoot, I don't know. Damn it. Okay, well, let me it's be- about the. <laughs> But the end of the slave trade in England. What do they call that? I don't know. Shut I now. saw him in. He's a star. He's an amazing. track Movie? movie? In I saw that movie, so. I'm talking about an old one that's not as popular. That's how I'm. Because again, she's a <laughs> hipster. She's a hipster. We were gonna. Do- Paige considers herself a hipster, which I makes don't her consider myself a hipster. <laughs> because hipsters never consider themselves oh. hipsters. <laughs> if you consider yourself a hipster, you're no longer a hipster. I'm a hipster. <laughs> <laughs> um i would consider myself like a basic white girl <laughs> and one of my hobbies are pinterest crafting and starbucks <laughs> i own two pairs of Ugg <laughs> <bug> boots <laughs> oh that's great and i'm leggings currently <laughs> in this updated homes version you can definitely tell um i the detail i appreciated that i felt was like very real is that charlotte at one point is like there's been like a stampede of girls there you can tell from all the Ugg boots I was like, yeah. So there was actually another point where she's like, to, or, I don't know if it was her or Watson. One of them said, "By tomorrow, these all these couples are going to be Facebook official or social media official." <laughs> uh-huh. It was like I was like, this author has clearly like interacted yeah. with young people. Yeah, <laughs> which is not true of all the Way Out authors we have read. Yeah, some of them are like, I'm mm. like, have you ever interacted with a teen? Were you ever a teen? She like mm-hmm, Seems and like she knows what's up. Yeah, if we're gonna talk about that, she has a BA in literature from Millbury College, which undergraduate degrees in English apparently do not matter that much for authors as you if you've read Twilight, you know that Stephanie Meyer has a degree in English from BYU, BYU. Um, and clearly none of that rubbed off. Um, but this person not only has a BA in literature, but she has an MFA in poetry from UW Madison and she's a PhD candidate in literature. So she clearly like she knows what's up. I'm sure that has Well and her book is so based in in a like a classic literary piece that mm-hmm. I think it's important that it makes sense that she's an academic at least. Right. She's a very good writer, clearly, and mm-hmm. like talented at weaving all that together. Okay. In a way that wasn't like annoying. because mm-hmm. sometimes when they're referencing like other works as we found with the one, the girls. Yeah. It's irritating. Yeah, this was done really well. It was a good like reimagining of it, reimagining of it, but it was still authentic. Right, like, it yeah. still had, it had a con- enough connection to the original stories that it made sense um that it was a re- reimagining, um mm-hmm. but it also wasn't so connected that if you didn't know the stories well that you would be lost. Yeah. The cover's pretty too. I like the color scheme. It's like coral and navy and blue. Mhm but Paige actually hates Navy Michelle's <gasps> gonna okay cause Michelle's gonna put me in Navy for her wedding Michelle's not dating anyone <laughs> right now to be clear Oh nope <laughs> it doesn't matter we both have um logins on the knot. whatever i gets like fired now cause I made it similar. and I put the date as far back as I could but well, now I made you it when I was to. 15 in high school now they, now they don't make you log my in my wedding was last summer yeah <laughs> yeah according to the novel, we both got married last summer because we made logins when we were in high school so right and they would the like only let you go like five years into the future because they're like <laughs> apparently they thought you needed to be planning a real wedding now they don't make you do that now i, I think, they understand yeah that people just for want 10 to weddings are like a whole dresses. genre right pinterest right. that's what pinterest is like 90 percent for i don't use pinterest i love pinterest I know where it, is, I do know where it is. pinterest is amazing crafts. it depends you have to curate Oh my god! You have to curate your people you're following, otherwise you can wind up with weird stuff. We need to end this because Michelle just used the word curate <laughs> in relation to Pinterest. Curate. You know when it's acceptable to use curate when you work at a museum, <laughs> or for Pinterest. <laughs> Pinterest like my when own, you're own personal Lake Lively. museum. Like Lively shut down her. I know. I can't believe she got a freaking. I, what is Vogue <laughs> obsession? You can you can shut this off whenever you want. We now we're just We're bored now So we're just gonna Tell you some stories I actually like Need to go home Because gonna have to go to work Um What is Vogue's obsession With freaking Blake Lively She's really pretty I don't care She has like No real career to speak of Like her her film gossip career Gossip Girl Okay That was the girl, age of Adelaide Someone made a really good point That like Vogue Like Is obsessed with like Blake Lively Cena Miller These people Like Blake Let's just talk about Blake Lively Her film career is like essentially non-existent Like I know she's made a movie But it wasn't good I didn't see it yeah. I don't yeah, see Yeah, because well, I didn't see it either, because it wasn't good. <laughs> like, she's not a great actress. Sorry. Um, that's really weird. She right. wears nice clothes. Congrats. I, th- I would too if I had a stylist. Right, yeah. I mean, I think I her think claim to see might works be that with she picks up. Rachel her No, no, she works JK. with Rachel Zell. She doesn't even. I think she works with Rachel Zoe. That might be a lie. But I feel like I saw her. I was obsessed with when Rachel Zoe had a reality show. Uh-huh. I loved it. I love reality shows of, like, women... Close. doing career things no just oh one. i mean the clothes are not a bad part of it no like i love hard. rachel's though kelly catrone had a reality show that i like will still go back on netflix and watch yeah i'm a big fan of careers too <laughs> <laughs> i have <A> one new- <laughs> <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> um but i love those people right anyway yeah we literally are now just but chatting. what's her what is okay she got a piece in Vogue when she shut down preserve she admitted her failure, and they they turned it into this glamorized piece about how Blake Lively is, like, moving on and, like, is so mature that she shut down a failing business. And it's, right. like, how is this being celebrated? Someone made a good point that, like failure, – Failure should be celebrated before. Okay. Someone made a good point Reading about Reading Rising Strong by Brene Brown, which is all about failing and how to, like, recover from failures, and it's excellent. I mean, yeah, I think failure is definitely, like, an important part of becoming a successful person. Um, like, I think any successful person tells you how important their failures were to becoming successful. Which is hard. I, I don't feeling. think any of these people got pieces in Vogue that, like, made she's them out to be like. I know she's, she's pretty, pretty. But someone made a good point that, like, if you think of, I mean, obviously there's a white, lot of white people on the cover of Vogue. And it's true that there have also been people of color. So you think of Serena Williams is on the cover, Michelle Lupita. Obama, Rihanna Lupita Nyong'o, I, don't know, I think I pronounced her name. Whatever, I'm not gonna go back and try it again. <laughs> Lupita is so beautiful. I'll say she just did one of those Vogue like seventy-two questions videos. Have you seen those? No. Those are amazing. They're so fun. You should watch it. Okay. Yeah. She's so, in Jungle Book and she's just Beyonce. like the most beautiful person. She's super ever. beautiful. Yeah. And she, she wears the cool. most beautiful clothes. She has really good taste. hmm Yep. Yep. Um, so those <laughs> yeah, like those people have been on the cover of Vogue, but like think of who those people are. Like one of them is the first lady. The other one is like this tennis champion. Rihanna and Beyoncé are like some of like the biggest people in music. I mean, Beyoncé is like the biggest person right. in music. And then um, Lupita has an Oscar. And then you like, think she's like has... really an it girl right now in like right. the film industry. But the point, like white girls like Blake Lively and Sienna Miller get on the cover of Vogue for doing essentially nothing. And like if you're black, you have to have an Oscar to be the first lady to get on the cover. Anyway. There's, My point is that Blake Lively has done nothing. She has no credit to speak. I hope that Blake Lively doesn't listen. I'm sure she doesn't. No one said this to her, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you can tweet out Blake Lively. <laughs> you happen Lively. to know her. Uh, uh, now her. Anna Wintour is going to be mad at us, too. I like Anna Wintour. I am super Anna excited Wintour. for the Met Gala documentary. Oh, me too. Is it going to be in theaters? Can we go see it together? I don't know. I might Look it go. up. Okay. We'll look it up after this podcast because we should let you guys go live your lives. <laughs> yeah. But we would love to talk to you about Vogue if you want a special. Right. About there's our thoughts no on. reason for Blake Lively to have a freaking cover. I don't care if she's pretty. You know who's pretty? Supermodels. Act- I feel, like, bad on their behalf that models have their covers taken away from them by actresses. Especially when it's Blake Lively. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, there's a, so much crossover now between, like, supermodels and, like, because... Because they not so so much have like, covers taken away from them. Like, now they have to do Well, TV. and there's so much ability to control your own, like, fame levels right. with social media now that, like... I mean we have what's her name Cara Levine. she like mm. acts but she's also like she was a model first right and she also models still sort of and then you have like Kendall Jenner. oh my gosh she doesn't even count then you have the Gigi and Bella <laughs> Hadith we know twins named Gigi and Bella so it's like it was strange when they first came out on the scene because I was like you know these they look nothing like <laughs> yeah they you could probably tell on parts um <laughs> <laughs> but it was still strange. It was strange, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Okay, bye. <laughs> Just bonus <wanted> thoughts <laughs> at the end. Please. Thank you for You sharing. can write to us at smartgirlsysaxx at gmail.com. Clearly, we don't care what you write to us about. Could mm-hmm. be about this book. And you should follow us Could be about on Lobe. Instagram. Yeah. We when ho- we publish this, we'll have an Instagram. It'll be in the description of this yep. video. And also a Twitter. Maybe a website. We'll see. Websites are hard. We did a website for mm-hmm. another project we're working on. And it took us, like... We're going to build a WordPress site if we do anything. We're just going to take a template and, like, maybe change colors. That's all we'll be doing. We will not be building a website. It was some, wait, like, half wait, scratch wait. We didn't do the HTML. We didn't. Because <laughs> we never would have done. <laughs> We'd still be working on it. I'm taking Code Academy right now, which has taught me how to, like, put a title on a page so far. I've done some basic HTML in the sense that I can make something italic. Mm. Italics, and I think I can do I can change colors, insert a picture, insert a video. Bam! Yep. We're ready. <laughs> you can and hire yeah. us too for web design. It's my <laughs> girl's time at gmail.com. You can hire us for anything. We can do personal styling, gardening. Honestly? Yeah. You need a web, you need a editor for a magazine. We're really good at We're really things. good at that. Anna Wintour, you need an assistant. I'll totally do that. I, I think French pastry. <laughs> <laughs> um, We have both made pasta, like from, from scratch. scratch. Like with egg yolks and flour and things. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah multi-talented yep as, as they say mhm mm. <laughs> okay alright bye